1: It is Wednesday, March 9th, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, it's me, Nigel Smith, and I am so happy to be back with you. I've gotta be honest, it's a little gross, rainy, and snowy from what I can see in New York City today, but it's supposed to be warm and spring-like the rest of the week, and I am living for that. We've got a jam-packed show for you with plenty of divorces and reality drama, so let's get into what's going on out there in your world. Kelly Clarkson has finalized her divorce from music manager, Brandon Blackstock. The 39 year old singer and talk show host is forking out a fortune to her ex, a one-time payment to the tune of just over $1.3 million. And get this, on top of that, Clarkson will pay an additional $45,000 a month towards child support for their two children, River Rose and Remington Alexander the two did agree to joint custody. While Kelly's getting both of their Montana properties, the original American Idol winner's wallet will be taking another hit, as she will also be paying Blackstock $115,000 a month in spousal support until January 31st, 2024. All of this is a little awkward considering the lyrics to her song, piece by piece, were inspired by Blackstock. The two met through Brandon's father, Narvel Blackstock, who was Kelly's manager at the time. Clarkson filed for divorce in 2020 after seven years of marriage and was declared legally single last August. A source told People she's enjoying the fact that she has the kids for the vast majority of the time and is enjoying time spent with them. Wishing all the best to their family during this stressful time. Kelly Clarkson is someone who's had a long, amazing career. Fortunately, she's someone known for thriving in tough situations. On Monday, Florida's Don't Say Gay bill was passed by the Florida Senate and House. Governor Ron DeSantis has openly expressed his support. The new law would prohibit teachers from kindergarten to third grade to have any classroom discussion regarding sexual orientation or gender identity. The bill would also allow parents to sue schools or teachers that engage in these topics. This legislation has sparked national outrage within the LGBTQ plus community and its allies. Last night on Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen addressed Florida legislators directly, and he did not hold back.
2: You're scaring people into spewing hate and discrimination at the LGBTQ community. Like if my son went to school and talked about his gay dad during class and the teacher engaged under your vague, hateful law, that could be considered illegal. And then there's Senator Ileana Garcia, who sat on the Florida Senate floor. Being gay is not a permanent thing. LGBT is not a permanent thing. Sweetie, with all due, it's permanent. Trust me.
1: (laughs) My heart goes out to the LGBTQ plus kids and their parents in Florida right now. It is truly unfathomable and infuriating. My thoughts are with them.
2: Perfect. perfect, perfect, perfect.
3: Pizza making is one tradition we all hope will never die out. And that the pizza aioli of Naples will always keep the flame of pure, simple perfection burning.
1: That was beloved actor Stanley Tucci on his show, Searching for Italy, where he travels across the country enjoying its magnificent food, learning about its history and so much more. Stanley is also this week's cover star and he opens up to people about his battle with cancer. He was diagnosed in 2017 and went through a 35 day radiation treatment and seven sessions of chemotherapy, which made it difficult for him to eat, forcing him to rely on a feeding tube. He details his heartbreaking journey with people. And I think I can speak for all of his fans in saying, I'm so glad he's okay. There's a lot to get into here. So joining me now to talk about it is People deputy editor, Wendy Noggle. Hey,
2: Wendy. Hi, Nigel.
1: So let's start with what Stanley had to say about his cancer battle. It started with an intense jaw pain that went on for two years before the problem was correctly diagnosed. What exactly happened there?
2: So one thing he told us is that, you know, he had had a scan, but the scan missed it. And he said, you know, of course, when you think that there might be something wrong, you're also afraid that there is something wrong. Those fears were really compounded for him by the fact that his first wife, Kate, the mother of his three older children, had died of breast cancer in 2009. So he really had firsthand experience about this. And it's so relatable when you hear him talk about there's this fear and disbelief that, oh, my gosh, I might have to go through this and my kids might have to watch me go through this.
1: I really thought the most moving part of the interview came when he discussed his relationship with his wife, Felicity, who is actually uh, sisters with Emily Blunt. Uh, Her name is Felicity Blunt. His co star from Devil Wars Prada, obviously, as many fans know. But he talked about how Felicity really got him through this incredible battle and how really she was his rock that helped him kind of persevere.
2: He really credited her undying attention, her affection, her encouragement to just get him through those tough days that come when you're going through a grueling treatment. They met and began dating after they first connected at Emily, her sister. her her wedding to John Krasinski at George Clooney's Villa. He really says that she was such a huge support to him. As anybody who has a loved one who's been through cancer, you know you just need that support because there are some very bleak and dark days and, and Stanley Tucci's no exception.
1: Another thing that really struck me in the interview was that early in his treatment, food began to taste like old wet cardboard, but slathered with someone's excrement. Now that's quite a statement and a devastating one for someone who gets so much joy out of food and cooking.
2: Just imagine this, like food is a passion and it's taken away from you. I mean, it it just adds to that loss and, and, and joy that you find in life after having these severe mouth ulcers and the harsh treatment that really affected his taste buds and damaged his salivary glands. He really is almost back to full taste and smell. One of the things he mentioned to us is how he was traveling in France and he could smell someone cooking with paprika off in the distance. And his wife was like, what are you talking about? And it was really a moment for him that he realized his sense of taste and smell are actually more heightened in some ways. He does still have some moments that he has to be careful. It can take him a little bit longer to chew foods like chicken and things like that because his salivary production isn't quite as high as it used to be. But so wonderful for him to have this passion back in his life. And obviously for all of us who loved watching his food show and everything that he's pretty much back to normal and feeling very lucky.
1: Stanley also says that he is incredibly lucky to be alive today. With this cancer battle behind him, do you know what what is uh, next for the actor?
2: He obviously has season two of Searching for Italy coming this spring. He's going to be playing Clive Davis in the Whitney Houston biopic, which I am personally, I just cannot wait to see that. He's living in London. He really feels like that that's a place that feels like home to him He says he doesn't eat crumpets and he still drinks coffee instead of the English tea, but he feels like that's where he's supposed to live. For him, a perfect day off is really going to the farmer's market, buying a bunch of food, cooking, playing with his kids, and then having people over for dinner. You know, for him, that's the perfect day of where you can gather with friends and share a wonderful meal together and a little bit of wine and just makes you so, so happy for him.
1: We are all so happy for him. And I have to give a little shout out, given that I am a movies editor, to a 2020 movie that I think a lot of people overlooked during the pandemic. It's called Supernova. And it's a romantic drama starring him and Colin Firth. And
2: Oh, and, you know, have the tissues ready. It is such a touching movie. And also what you see on display is his really close friendship with Colin Firth. And they, you know, Colin is another person that helped him through this ordeal. They're incredibly close. And a lot of people don't know that if at first. First, they auditioned for the opposite roles, and then they decided that it would be better to do the movie in the roles that they have. So, just a little tidbit to think about that in the back of your mind as you're watching.
1: I love that. I didn't know that. Beautiful film. Um, this is a really amazing cover story. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: Coming up, you have heard me hint about this on Friday, but today is the day I sit down with Avril Lavigne to talk about her career and her new amazing studio album, Love Sucks. If you haven't heard it yet, let me just say that it brings out the inner angsty teen and all of us in a very fabulous way. But first, we've got some real drama from Real Housewives and Bachelor to get into. If you're not caught up on The Bachelor, one of the girls just walked off the show and we have to talk about what went down after the break.
0: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea.
1: Okay, so I may be the film guy over here at People, but that does not mean I do not love my fair share of reality television. And today I wanna get into some of my favorite not-so-guilty pleasures. Basically, The Bachelor and The Real Housewives on Bravo. Some of my favorite moments on these shows are when the women are sipping their drinks, disclosing all the tea right before they splash them in someone's face for being catty. So I thought we should play a game called sipping and splashin' with none other than people's senior reporter, Lene Brody. Hi, Lene, how you doing?
3: I'm doing
1: fantastic, how are you? Great, so this is how we're gonna do it. I am going to give you the name of the show and a topic, and then you tell me who you are sipping with and who you are splashing. So the bachelor Clayton admitted that he slept with contestants Rachel and Gabby in the fantasy suite, but was told by Susie on their date. I don't think I can move forward with you if you are not telling me you love me, but are sleeping with other women. Clayton versus Susie.
3: My mind kind of changed at the last 30 seconds when she was acting a little bit desperate, I was cringing, but still I'm gonna be sipping with Susie on this one and splashing with Clayton.
1: Got it. So turning to Salt Lake City, Lisa got caught off camera, iconically talking all the smack on her hot mic about Meredith, her best friend, and in the reunion said that she did not really mean it. What are you thinking?
3: I always tell people I'm super Switzerland when it comes to all of my wives, but you know what? I'm gonna be sipping with Meredith because I really think she keeps it so 100 all the time. Lisa, I'm splashing with you, girlfriend.
1: New Jersey. Jennifer has been tearing down Margaret for years about infidelity and judging her for it. Come to find out this season that Jennifer has infidelity in her own marriage. Margaret versus Jennifer this season, where are you landing?
3: I feel for Jen because she's got the kids and she wanted to keep it on the DL because of them, which I can totally relate and understand too. Marge is just, I mean, the iced coffee, every creamer. This girl has got it down and you don't mess with her. So for that reason alone, I'm gonna be sipping with Marge and splashing with Jennifer Aiden.
1: Moving on to Miami. Adriana is constantly going after Larsa, saying that she thinks she is better than everyone because of her friendship with the Kardashians. Larsa thinks Adriana just needs to worry about her own life and stop attacking hers because she is bored and jealous. Where do you land here?
3: I'm totally sipping with Larsa on this one. She's not even friends with the Kardashians anymore. Like, come on. I think maybe back in the day, it was like, oh yeah, I'm friends with Kim, I'm friends with Kim. But what's she going to say now? She's not friends with Kim anymore.
1: Totally. Adriana is not even a real housewife. She's a friend of, and she's coming off a little desperate. Thank you so much for playing with me. It's been awesome having you on.
3: Yes, thank you for having me. This was so much fun.
1: I am so psyched about our next guest. She is a pop rock icon with a new album out and a tour coming up. She's someone I grew up listening to and it's crazy to me that it's been almost 20 years since her debut album, Let Go, hit the shelves. You know, back when people bought things like CDs, but okay, I can't hold it any longer. Avril Lavigne is here. Well, this is such an honor. I am such a huge fan. I am a fellow Canadian from Ontario. You're amazing. So thank you for doing this.
4: Oh, thank you so much.
1: Your new album titled Love Sucks. I've been blasting it nonstop since it came out February 25th. It's so addictive. It's so punchy and it's just so much fun. This marks your seventh studio album. Now, when you hear that in your head, what 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 goes through your mind?
4: Part of me is like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been doing this now this long. This is, this year's my 20th, marks the 20th anniversary since my first record. I feel just really grateful to have such an incredible, supportive, passionate fan base. And I honestly, I just feel like I just love music so much. And it's just like such a part of who I am and songwriting. So I feel just like super stoked to be like making a really fun record. Doesn't feel like 20 years, but I'm still having just as much fun, if not more.
1: To my ears, this isn't your most alternative sounding album front to back. I mean, every song is kind of a banger. And I was just wondering what your headspace was going into the making of this album after what I understood was a breakup in your life.
4: Yeah, I've had a couple of them. So I definitely could pull from that. Uh, I guess the day when I kind of started this album, I was feeling kind of like over relationships and like I needed a break and had just gone through a breakup and I was feeling like love sucked. And I wrote a song in my family room on my couch with my guitar called Love Sucks. What I do like about it, though, is that it's like lighthearted and funny. So it's like I was like, "Ah, not another breakup. When I think of you I just want to throw up and like I literally like it's like no 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 not another breakup when I think of you I just want to throw up no 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 I don't want to get up lying in my bed thinking up and then love sucks was born the album <laughs> The songs are opinionated and they're just like feisty and fun and they're super lighthearted and playful. Like my song Bite Me is about like a guy wanting a second chance. Should have held on, should have treated me right. Gave you one chance, you don't don't get get it twice. twice,
1: Now, one of your biggest fans, Taylor Swift, uh, you posted a a story showing her sending you flowers with a little card. What did that mean to you to receive... A sweet gift from her.
4: Yeah, it was so sweet of Taylor to send flowers and like, she's amazing. She's like, I joined her up on stage like, I don't know, four years ago during one of her tours. We sang Complicated together and she had told me she was a huge fan and that like meant so much to me. She's like an incredible artist, songwriter. She's like such a sweet person and she's accomplished so much.
1: You worked with so many amazing collaborators on this album that you kind of referenced earlier and Travis Barker obviously being the biggest one. And he also happens to be the president of your new label. What is that like to have that relationship of working with the president of your label so closely on your own album?
4: I started making this album without a label and stuff. And then when I was working with Travis and like he got so involved in the album like he was like let's like put this out on DTA and it just like made so much sense he's someone that like has gone through what I've gone through like he's like in blank has had like a massive like very long career and like toured the world gone through it all the same as me so I feel like we kind of like relate to each other and he understands like my ambitions as a musician and like my goals as a performer
1: I love the song with Machine Gun Kelly. You two are just so beautifully matched um, on that record. And I was curious, what would surprise fans about him?
4: What I know about him is that he's a really hard worker and that he does a lot. He's like one of the biggest rock stars in the world right now, traveling around, playing shows. He's a dad. And I was just like, I'm blown away by his work ethic and how talented he is. He's a really incredible songwriter and he's a really cool person. I was you, you were
0: the one who
4: You you.
1: You brought up the 20th anniversary of uh, Let Go, and it's really amazing. You find these uh, big pop stars of the moment like Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, name-checking you and that album as major influences in their careers. And I'm just curious what it's like for you to hear that, that you've influenced so many up and coming artists.
4: It means so much to me to hear that. They're such great positive role models for young girls today. And I really admire them and how hard they work and how amazing their songwriting is, how strong their songwriting is. It's very sincere. And they also just have like their own individual styles and vibe and stick to it. And I think they're just very sincere.
1: Is there a song off your first album that you still just love performing now for the fans that still gives you the same rush that it did back in the day?
4: I love them all still. Like I love to perform I'm, I'm with you. I think it's a really emotional song and it's like a, it's like a time during the show when You can see the emotion change with the audience and like really touches people. There you'll see like tears (laughs) and like lighters go up and it's like very epic. And and then I also love playing songs like Girlfriends. And recently, like here's to never growing up. I played it the other night and it was kind of fun. I was like, wait, I really like this song right now. I feel like it's like sort of the spirit and vibe of this album. It's like sometimes after I've had certain songs for like, I don't know, five years, 10 years, it'll like hit, they'll hit me. I'm kind of appreciating that song more than ever now.
1: How excited are you to to reconnect with your fans back out on the road?
4: I'm really excited now that the record is out in May, I'm in Canada. So I'm touring like all this year and into next year. And I think that this album is gonna be really fun live. So I'm really excited to see the fans worldwide, to get back out there, to connect with them and to play these songs, new songs and older songs live again.
1: Well, thank you so much for doing this. It's been amazing to have you and I can't wait to see you in concert.
4: Yay, thank you so much.
1: We typically like to end the show on something upbeat and positive. You know, something that really warms your soul. Well, like so many of you out there, something that really warmed my soul on the darkest days of the pandemic was binging Bridgerton on Netflix. I was absolutely obsessed with the very sexy season one. I'm happy to report that the trailer for the second season is out today. And if you're anything like me, it is something to make you
0: smile. It has been said that competition is an opportunity for us to rise before our greatest of challenges.
2: This is the season the Viscount intends to find a wife.
1: You honestly just did that?
2: I believe I did.
1: You have to check out the trailer for yourself because this season looks just as flirty and fun as the first, and I cannot wait. Season two focuses on the eldest Bridgerton sibling, Lord Anthony Bridgerton, and his journey to find a wife worthy of the family name. It is only out of the greatest love of my family that I aim to choose a bride with my head and not my heart. Thank you for all that you have given us, Shonda Rhimes. Season two hits Netflix on March 25th, and I now officially have weekend plans for the end of the month. Sorry to my friends. All right, today was a blast. I still can't believe that I got to talk with Avril Levine, one of my icons. Janine still has another day on vacation to enjoy. So I'm very happy to say I will be back again tomorrow with you all for another episode of People Every Day.